Yo, 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 what's up? It's your girl, Jay, and it's time for another edition of Jay's Quick 3. Now, guys, I'm sorry this episode is late. I don't I don't even know if you noticed. I try to release episodes every other Friday. I had a lot going on the prior week. I had jury duty, which I'll touch on a little bit today. And then I had other stuff going on, catching up from missing a week of work. And then I got some really bad news about a friend of mine. So I just wasn't in the mood to do a lot. So I'm here now. It's Saturday. And I'm hoping to go ahead and release this early uh, next week if I can. So bear with your girl. I'll try to get back on schedule as much as I can. But you know what? I'm here. So we're going to do this. Let's go right into my number three. So number three this week, like I said, I was in jury duty and just really quickly, I, of course, I've talked about that I live in a very uh, non-diverse, I could say county, because county, there's a few cities in my, my county and it's not that diverse. I mean, it's, it's people of color here, but not a whole lot. So when I get summons to go to jury duty, as I look around the room, there's a hundred people there, no, well, 99, I think they said. And out of 99 people, there was myself as the only African-American female. And then there were two African-American males. And there were some, a few from the Latinx community. So anyway, I'm, I'm there. And at first, I, I haven't been to jury duty in a very long time. So I really forget how it goes because I've never been picked before. So what it is, is if you have a high number, your probability of being picked is very high. So I was number 18. The judge told us that they were going to pick the first 12 after they make all their deductions because on each side, the prosecution and the defense can uh, choose to strike 10 people from being chosen for the jury. So as I'm looking, there's the defense, um, defensive lawyer, um, which is an African-American lady and the defendant is an African-American guy. So I pretty much already know I'm number 18. I'm probably going to get picked because you're supposed to be picking 12 people of your peers and him being a black guy in a non-diverse county there's not not many of his peers. There weren't a lot of young people and there weren't a lot of people of color. So I already knew I was going to get picked. So fast forward, I get picked. And I just want to say about this case and just about jury duty in general that I didn't want to get picked. I never want to get picked. Anytime I get my jury summons, I just hope that I don't actually have to show up and I don't actually have to do this. But having done it, and I, I was chosen and the case lasted four days. Having done it, I have to say that it's actually important. Like we, as they stated, as they were picking the jury, that the America is the only country that has this. Like they pick people from the community to sit on a jury and 
use their civil duty to make a decision on someone's life. That's not just left up to one person as it is in other places. Now, every case doesn't get a jury. I think the defendant gets to pick if they want to do, if they want to get their judgment by jury or by a judge. And I think when they do pick a jury, they feel like they have a better chance of getting a decision that has to be unanimous by 12 people versus having a decision to have to be made by one person. So that's their choice to make. So in in sitting there, I guess I feel like for me to have been on that jury, and even though I didn't have to explain anything like I thought I would, I didn't have to explain. I, I didn't have to stand up for this guy. I didn't have to like put away any of the stereotypes and kind of prove the point that we just need to look at this case as the case and not worry about the color of his skin or who he was hanging with. I didn't have to do any of that. So I was quite surprised of that. But also because the way that they gave us our rules and how we had to make a decision and that it it was just black and white. It was like, does the state have enough evidence to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this defendant is guilty? And if you don't have any evidence to back up any of your reasonings why, then you can't find him guilty. He has to be not guilty. And so it was pretty cut, cut and dry. I mean, there were a few questions, a few things that people were trying to figure out on the jury. But for the most part, it was an open and shut case. The state did not have enough evidence to prove that he did what they accused him of doing and he was not guilty. Now, when this guy found himself in this situation, he was 19. That was three years ago. So for me to sit on a jury, to hear the case, to be a part of finding him not guilty, it made me feel like I had given this guy a second chance at life. Like he made a dumb mistake when he was 19 years old. A lot of us do not make the best decisions at that age, even older than that. And I just felt good sitting on that panel being a part of making that decision. And everyone on that jury kind of had the same idea. You know, people make dumb mistakes at 19. And he found himself himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he's paid for it these past three years. There's nothing else that we need to do. Hopefully he's learned his lesson and we're going to send him on his way. So I felt really good being a part of that decision to see the judge say he's not guilty of all these counts. There were five counts to see his lawyer crying and him crying and his dad, very emotional. It just made us feel really good. I could say that because there were plenty of people on the jury that were also crying when this was coming out. I don't know if that's allowed. I don't know. I've never been on a jury before. I wasn't crying. I was tearing up. I have to say, because it was just very like the, the four days was very intense, but to, come to the end of it to realize that it again it was just a situation of him being in the wrong place at the wrong time and for him to get that decision and to see that he was actually grateful you know he said thank you to us as we were walking out and that kind of touched me a little bit so hopefully he learned his lesson but I really felt fulfilled and I felt really good having been in that situation having experienced that and I would just say if you were Selected to be on a jury, do your civil duty because not everyone gets that right. And 
some of the things that we feel aren't done right and some of the, the decisions that we feel that aren't aren't actual you know exactly equal depending on the the crime and the person um we have a right we have a a way to kind of balance that out and if you do your duty and you follow the law exactly like it says we can make some pretty good decisions so i would just say you know like i said do your civil duty if you're ever chosen to do jury duty do it and uh hopefully you can you know feel as fulfilled as i did so that's all i have to say about that so my my number 2 this week is again and i think she was on my list last week or last episode but it was her it is her and i just got through watching her perform at the global citizen festival Again, another fest that she's part of. She just did the iHeart Radio Music Festival, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And weeks before that, she did her own her own fest. So her performed. I'm very hyped. She did very well. A Friday, which is yesterday, she released another single, yet another single outside of her debut album that she has not dropped yet. This song is called Slide. With YG, sorry, I had a little, my brain went empty for a second, but um, Sly with YG, she performed this at her fest, so she debuted that song there, and then what do you know, they got a lot of hype off of that, so she released it. So, I mean, again, the team doesn't lose, they know what they're doing. I I actually posted on my IG that she was going to be, I don't know if this ever happened in in history, but she would probably have a greatest hits album out before she releases her debut album because that's how many songs she actually has out right now. She has enough songs and enough hits and enough charting to actually produce a greatest hits album before her debut album drops. So shout out to her, shout out to her management, shout out to you guys and just keep it going. So my number one this week. So yesterday, September 27th, was the 25th anniversary of the debut album. Speaking of debut albums, um, the debut album of Brandy. Now, I haven't really talked about her much, but Brandy is from my, my era. When I say my era, me and Brandy are probably around the same age, and I grew up with her. It was Brandy, Aaliyah, Monica, some others around that time, but Brandy is the first black princess. She was Cinderella on TV. Talked about that on my hashtag Halle Bailey episode. Wendy Houston was her fairy godmother, which kind of worked out, which was crazy because we all knew Brandy idolized Whitney Houston. That was her mentor. That was who she looked up to and Definitely in her earlier years of singing, you can definitely see the inspiration that she had with having Whitney as her mentor and just as her someone she looked up to. You can definitely see or hear that in her voice. So Brandy, again, her debut album released in 1994 on September 27th. And I was looking at some articles and Billboard ranked all of her songs, all 14 of her songs and, you know, gave some information on all of them. And, I, you know, I decided I should rank her songs because I that album, I want to say, besides maybe one or two 
and actually not even, but that's a like no skip album. That was like a solid debut album from Brandy. You know, Brandy was, I want to say during that time, I don't know if Thea was out before or after that. I didn't really research it, but I'm just going off of memory. But Brandy was on Thea. Brandy had Moesha. And, you know, she released this this album with her first song being I Want to Be Down. So Billboard ranked it. Number 14 was I'm Yours. And their number one was I Want to Be Down. Of course, I Want to Be Down. I Want to Be Down. I could see how they ranked that number one because that was her first single. And that's kind of what put her on, on the map. She also did a remix to I Want to Be Down, which was, wasn't on the album, but it was with Queen Latifah. It's classic. Queen Latifah, Yo-Yo, and MC Light. They rapped while she just sang like the hook. But that jam, like I love that version of I Want to Be Down. I love both of them, but that rap version of I Want to Be Down is everything. So like I said, I decided to rank the songs myself. So those of you that have heard this album, you can feel free to compare your notes to mine and where you feel like each song should be. Um, Hit me up. You can email me. You can DM me. You can tweet me. You can post on Instagram if you agree or don't or don't agree with what I'm saying, but just follow along because these are my rankings of all of her songs on this debut album. So my number one is actually I'm Yours. Now this song, when I first heard this song, it just took me to a place. This was me and my non-existent boyfriend's song, Every Valentine's Day, Every Sweetest Day. This was our song. And when I finally did get a boyfriend years, years later. This was our song. I just love this song to death, but I'm yours. Number two is Broken Hearted. Now the the song that she originally sang on the album is just her. Now everyone may know that she released this song when she did a duet with Wanye Morris, who they were rumored to be dating. And I, I'm not sure if that's a rumor or not, but word is they were together during that time, but they did a duet doing this song, Broken Hearted. Now, my number three is Love is on My Side. Love is on My Side is another jam of my, like, every song on here is pretty much my jam. So I'm probably going to say that for every song, but Love is on My Side is my song. And I didn't know this until I read the article on Billboard, but it was co-written by Robin Thicke. So it kind of makes sense now that I think about it. It's kind of piano heavy. Seems like something that he would even write. It's kind of up his, in his lane or whatever, but very good song. Number four is Best Friend. I love Best Friend. Best Friend is what I dedicated to all my best friends around that time. I even have a tattoo on my foot that is inspired by the song. Me and my friend got it. And we were trying to figure out what can we get that can symbolize our friendship. And in the event that we kind of weren't friends anymore, it can still be something that we can look at and be like, okay, that's cool. So I decided to get sheet music and find like a little part of the sheet music that was part of that song. And we were going to do like put the sheet music there, but I decided just take the the notes. And then when I showed it to the tattoo artist, he was saying like, why don't we just like take these notes and just kind of put them in like a little floating design. It's hard to describe, but anyway, we took those notes. That's what's on my foot. So that song means a lot to me. Number five is Dedicate Part One. 
which look, Brandy had runs down. They, they don't call her the vocal Bible for nothing. Like she obviously got better over time. But this girl, at whatever age she was in 1994, maybe 14, 15, I'm not really sure. The chick was, she can sing down. She can sing down at that age and that can't be denied. The girl was, the girl was good. So it was all kind of runs, all kind of highs and lows throughout all these songs on this album. But Dedicate definitely was one that kind of demonstrated that. My number six is Dedicate Part 2. My number seven is I Want to Be Down. Number eight is Baby, another song that she released. Number nine is I Dedicate Part 3. Number 10 is Give Me You. It's kind of a gospel feel. 11 is Always on My Mind. 12 is As Long As You're Here. 13, Sunny Day. And 14, Moving On. Not that I didn't really like Moving On, but if I had to rank it, yes, Moving On would be the last uh, song on my list because everything else was just so bomb. So those are my rankings. And Brandy, this Friday, dropped her, I don't know if it's her single going into her new album, but she dropped this single called uh, Freedom Ring. And I can't even put into words. This Talk about vocal Bible. I mean, she pulled out all of the stops on this song. And it is... I wouldn't say a different lane than Brandy. Like I like I like Brandy for her slow jams. Like I I'm a slow jam person at heart. I love just and I've talked about this before, just straight R and B, mix in some live music or live instruments in there and just let me sit in my bag like some incense and just chill with some candles or something like that. That's that's my thing. So I love to hear hear Brandy sing like her slow songs and things like that. But this was a, a kind of upbeat song, but it was, it's good. It just came out Friday. It is called Freedom Ring. I hope this is an indication that there's more to come from her, that this album, I think it's her seventh album that should be coming out. I hope that, like I said, this is an indication that she has more to come. I can't wait for this new album to come out, Freedom Rings with an S, sorry. She's actually celebrating on the, on the album cover. It says 25th anniversary of her just coming out as an artist. So I just can't wait to, to hear what else is coming. I mean, she has inspired so many artists. If you actually listen to a lot of artists, you can see her influence on some of these artists like a Jasmine Sullivan, like an India Irie, even Jay Nova. People... I want to say people sleep on her because maybe she isn't the most popular artist. And, you know, she did come out in 94 and the 90s and she was really big, 90s, 2000. So, you know, we are getting ready to go into 2020. So obviously there has been some time that has passed and other artists that have come up. But you cannot, you would be remiss if you do not mention Brandy as one of the greatest artists, R&B artists we've had at least in my lifetime, just coming up with me. Like I said, we had three major ones, Brandy, Aaliyah, rest in peace, and Monica. Monica can sing down. Aaliyah was a great performer. She she was starting, her, her star was starting to rise. She was in movies. She was acting. She could. She was a great dancer. She had, you know, great songs. There was a time where I didn't care for Aaliyah's music, but 
definitely by a one in a million and her last album, I was definitely all into Aaliyah. So again, rest in peace. She left us at 22, which is way too young, but her star was starting to rise. Brandy and Monica are still here, still giving it to us. And she's definitely one of the pioneers of, you know, modern R&B. So you have to give her her props. She's been in the game for 25 years. It does not seem it was like it was that long ago, but she did start very young. And there's so much more to come. Her last album, I personally loved. I didn't find many songs on her that I didn't like. Her voice continues to get better and better. The things that she can do with her voice is, again, the reason why they call her the vocal Bible. So check Brandy out. Go to your streaming services. Find Freedom Rings. Download it. Listen to it. And if you haven't heard any of Brandy's songs, which I don't see how you haven't, but if you haven't, go back and listen to her albums. My personal favorite, it's a mix. It's it's. It's like a seesaw between, you know, at sometimes it's full moon, at sometimes it's never say never. I say never say never because there's some jams on there that I just love, but then I listen to full moon and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many jams on full moon that I love. Me and my kind of friends go back and forth on which one we like better, but I will have to say Brandy as a total artist and her whole body of work is definitely definitely an inspiration to a lot of your artists like you a lot of your artists that you hear now if you go back and listen to brandy you can definitely see the inspiration there so shout out to brandy can't wait to hear what else you have next and that's all i have for this week it was short and sweet uh like i said there's been a lot going on but i definitely wanted to get something out there to you guys and i want to thank you guys for listening thank you for supporting Again, you can find all my episodes on jaysquick3.buzzsprout.com. I am on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google Play. And there's three or four other ones that I'm on. I'm maybe branching out to iHeartRadio. I'm not sure about that yet. But again, all the links to my social media are on that page. And again, if you want to hit me on the Gmail, uh, hit me on Instagram, hit me on Twitter, DM me, send me a message. It's all good. I will definitely answer you. So having said all that, thanks for joining me and I will talk to you guys later. Peace.